Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, we're back again with Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler with me, getting uh, set to talk about some good news you know, off of this law talk over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, that was good, though. It's, it was good to, to uh, talk about some of that stuff. If you didn't listen to the last couple of weeks, here is our law, like we've shared. Go back and listen uh, to the previous <laughs> ones just to see what I'm talking about here. Those programs are now obsolete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should I take them down off the website, or should they just be there? No, uh, they'll still they be there. They should still be but, there to remind they people. they are obsolete, yes. To remind people of what we're talking about this week, which is the gospel of Jesus right. Christ. And I'm not saying that that's just a, a topic that we're going to be talking about here this week, but it is. <laughs> because uh, if there is a reason to preach the law... It's for the purpose of leading people to Christ, because the law is not the gospel. The law was never meant to be, it was, was not God's will, as we've shared in the past. I mean, you know, these animal sacrifices and things like that, it wasn't God's will. Jesus said, I have come to do your will, Father, and his will was to shed his blood, it was for the blood of Jesus Christ to be shed, so that by grace, through faith, People can have eternal life. What really needs to be preached is Christ and him crucified. And so that's the gospel message, and uh, that's what we want to share a little bit about this week. Yeah, because based on the last couple of programs, one thing we we definitely want to clarify, what you started to do there, Joel, is I'm I'm not a big fan of using the law to to lead people to Christ. The law ultimately and naturally will do that for people, any kind of law. I, I know we talk a lot about the law, we think about the law of Moses, but almost any time somebody is trying to justify themselves or establish their own righteousness, you can somehow connect it back to that old law. Mm-hmm. It's the flesh rearing its ugly head, desiring to establish its own self-righteousness, and Jesus came to, to deliver us from that. And he did. So I'm not a big fan of just pointing out guilt to people. The law will do that. The law will lead people to a place of guilt and uh, desperation, so to speak, in that they come to the realization that they can't achieve or attain the standard that's required when we are um, working on our own. And that standard of perfection, just you can't get there. So we need somebody, since you and I are not perfect, we need somebody to represent us who is perfect. And so I'm not a big fan of of sharing bad news with people, which is kind of what the law brings. And so anytime that we're trying to show people their need for a savior by using the idea of the law, or even what I used to do a lot, Joel, was I, I would point out to people that if they've sinned, they've been declared guilty. I didn't necessarily have to go back through the Ten Commandments or any other laws to point out to people that they were in need of a Savior. I would just show people through different scriptures that if you've had sin, and we all have, then you need a Savior. 
so therein, if somebody's out there just sharing the law with people to try to show them guilt, that's okay to a point, but you need to follow it up with love and, as you said, Christ crucified. Yeah, because the gospel is the message of God's love and his grace, and uh, as the angels shared when Jesus was born, God's good will toward man. Uh, there was indeed a purpose for the law, uh, but that's not the end. The law was meant to lead to something, and that is to faith in Jesus Christ. As Galatians 3 says, the law being a, a tutor to lead to Christ, but then when faith has come, no longer under that tutor, but under faith, under grace, under God's grace, you know, having died to the law. And so to point out a person's guilt, if they're not seeing it, there are a lot of people in this world who think, here's the thing, they don't know the gospel, they don't understand it. A lot of people, at least in, in modern America, um, I'm good enough, you know, my good outweighs my bad, or somehow God's going to see the good things that I've done, and he's going to let me into heaven. And that's, that's what they feel, that's how they view God, that's what they think God thinks of them, not realizing that if you've broken one law, you're guilty of all, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and he's not going to, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven by being good, or by your good outweighing your bad. And so it, there might be a place for sharing with somebody, hey, look, here's, here's what the law says. You know, here's what the scriptures say. If you've broken one law, you're guilty of all, and all that stuff. But, like you were saying, Cap, the real point, the main point, is to say whether they have a knowledge of the law or not, Jesus Christ lets you in. Jesus Christ wants to bring you in to what he has done. He wants you to have eternal life. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, while we were still sinners, because that's how he showed his love to us. He wanted us to be with him forever. So that really is the point. What we preach to people, and the word preach really means share a message. The message that we share is Christ and him crucified, and then uh, we get to enter into his crucifixion and be raised again together with him as well. Yeah, I, I referred to this uh, scripture last week, and I've got it in front of me now. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We're pretty familiar with that, but let me go on for a couple more verses here. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from that old law of sin and of death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did mm. by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. You know, we, we see sin was condemned. We talk a lot about us being condemned. But Jesus came, and, and God, through Jesus Christ, condemned sin in the flesh so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. That doesn't mean that we try to live out a certain way so that the law gets fulfilled. Jesus fulfilled the law, and he's not trying to do it through us. This is a finished and completed task. So this takes us back toward the good news again. There's, there's some law stuff mentioned here in this passage of Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, but... Uh, it, ultimately, it, it, it opens up the door, as you said, Joel, that the narrow gate has been opened up wide, and, mm -hmm. and we step into righteousness, the righteousness of God, by faith, not by any works of any law. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul had shared with the Corinthians, you know, when he had come with them in, in fear and trembling, and he said, I didn't come to you with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's really what it's about. You know, Paul uh, said that his speech and his preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And it goes on, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's really what we preach, and, and it's the power of God, something that couldn't come about through the law and, and through human wisdom, but it's the power of God. You know, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God. It's God's power to salvation uh, for those who believe, for the Jew first and also for the Gentile or the Greek. It's God's power at work in us to bring us into this thing called eternal life, which is knowing God eternally. Whether a person, no matter where they're at in life, what the message that they need to hear is Jesus Christ, and to know that it's not about religion, it's not about trying to follow religious rules, it's not about trying to follow the law, it's not about trying to stay right or, or keep your good deeds more than your bad deeds. It's about Jesus Christ and that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting the sins of people against them. That's really what the gospel is. God didn't count our sins against us, but instead... He's placed us into Jesus Christ, not of our own works, not of our own deeds, but through his own work, through his own deeds, the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what God wants people to know, that they can't do it, but he already has done it. It's a demonstration of love, you know, and, and this, was, this was demonstrated while we were still in Adam, so to speak, while mankind was completely lost and trapped in, in that place of, of sin and death. Even then, God demonstrated his love while we were still sinners, and Christ died for us. And in this new covenant now, which replaced the old, by the way, the, the old is obsolete. It's in Isaiah chapter 49 where the, the Lord said, uh, it's a prophecy of Jesus here. He said, in a favorable time, I have answered you, and in a day of salvation, I have helped you. I will keep you and give you for a covenant of the people to restore the land, to make them inherit the desolate heritages. And then he goes on to say, uh, you'll have compassion on those uh, who hunger and thirst, and they will not hunger and thirst anymore. It's something Jesus also said, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, but that's in Isaiah 49. J Jesus is the new covenant. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is grace personified. Uh, he, I mean, all of these things... You, you can't have these things that we talk so much about here on the podcast. They're not Bible topics. You can't have love, grace, new covenant, peace, salvation, apart from the person of Jesus Christ. And if somebody thinks that they're just hearing too much of this stuff and they want a wider variety of teaching from their church, then they have completely missed the boat when it comes to this beautiful, unconditional love that we have received from God in this new covenant. Yeah, yep. It's good news, and Jesus Christ is God's good news to man. You know, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, while we were still sinners. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have 
eternal life, and God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It's about salvation. It's about good news. That's really what our preaching is about. Again, using that word preaching as the generic term that it is, a lot of times people take the word preach to mean that there's a pastor up there and he's preaching a sermon. But really, when you see that word in the Bible, the word preach, it just means to declare a message. Just You're just declaring something. And the gospel that we declare is good news. It's that God wanted us. God loved us. He desired us to be in fellowship with him. And, and so he did everything that was necessary for that. And so, yeah, there was some bad news there was this enmity between us and God, but God took care of all of that. That's the, really what we're trying to uh, help people to understand, that the gospel, what, what we should be hearing in churches every week is the good news, the gospel, week after week after week, day after day, building one another up in the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, changing gears a little bit next week, you know, a lot of people mix the covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant, not realizing that there's a difference between the old and the new, and that in fact, with Jesus Christ, it was an end of the old priesthood and the beginning of a new one. We'll talk about the priesthood of Jesus and why it uh, supersedes the old and why the law had to be changed. Yes, the Bible does say that in the book of Hebrews, in order for Jesus to be our high priest. All of that coming up next week on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.